Signs of the Times is more than a magazine, but it is still a magazine. There are some special features that appear every month that you can only access if you subscribe to the print magazine. But today, we're going to give you a sneak peek into those special features. I'm in the studio with my producer and assistant editor, Daniel Kubrick. What could possibly go wrong? This is Signs of the Times Radio with Kent Kingston. Hey, you're with Signs of the Times Radio. I'm your host, Kent Kingston, and with me is my co-host, the assistant editor of Signs of the Times magazine, Daniel Kuberek. Hey, what's up? The sky, as usual. What's down <laughs> the ground? That's what we used to always say in we, primary school. <laughs> there you go. So it's good to have Daniel here. He's still in touch with his primary school years, <laughs> as I am, I guess, if, if I dug back a, a little further. So, yeah, we are coming to you today as the editorial team of Science of the Times magazine. Yeah, as I said, Daniel is the assistant editor. I'm the editor. You know, he's, he's my sidekick. Sometimes I'm his sidekick. It's... It's fun. Daniel also wears the hat of producing this podcast show. So he's there watching, you know, those those lines on the screen to make sure, you know, we don't go too loud or, or whatever. So if you have a problem with the technical proficiency of this podcast, he's the man you need to blame. Wow. You just washed your hands there. You're like <laughs> passing the problem on to me. Yeah, that's right. Hey, what we usually do on this podcast, uh, on this radio show, is that we focus on a particular article that is in the current edition of Signs of the Times magazine. Sometimes we get the author in or an expert on the issue and you know we discuss that with them. We're not doing that today because today I want to profile those aspects of the magazine that are print only. You see, because for a lot of articles in our magazine, you can go to our website, signsofthetimes.org.au. You can read the articles there. You can share them with your friends via Facebook, etc., etc. But there are some exclusive aspects of the magazine that you have to get the print magazine to read. So I thought, hey, let's talk a little bit about the May issue that you know this month, and talk about some of those exclusive um, columns. Yeah, exactly. I think. A lot of people would see that we put quite a few of our articles up, but you miss out on a whole bunch of things when, if you're just looking at the the online side of things, we do have a very visual magazine and there's definitely a lot of benefit to picking that up and reading it, I think. Mm. Even just for the design, I mean, yes, you can read an article online, it's going to look pretty much the same, you're going to have a, a title in the same font, you're going to have a picture at the top, you're going to read a bunch of text underneath, I mean, yeah, you'll get the information, but you don't get the benefit of the full like design and layout you know, that we put our heart and soul into, Daniel. I don't think we can fully take credit for it though. I mean, we do have like a team of awesome graphic designers. It was Theodora who put together the the redesign, and mm, then that's right. She obviously she had a she had a child, so she's on maternity leave at the moment. So we've we have another designer whose name is Narice, and she does she does a cracking job. Like it, the the speed with which she turns around these designs is just incredible. And yes. then she's very creative as well. So we love having Narice on board. Shout out to Narice. Yes. Hey, now Daniel, you. Have something in particular that you wanted from our listeners. You, you wanted to give not just a shout out to Narice, but a shout out to them, particularly in regards to for them to respond on social media. Was, was that it? That's right. So 
our podcast goes to many different places. Kent's done all this campaigning and managed to get it up on pretty much every platform conceivable for podcasts. So it's on iTunes, it's on Stitcher, it's on SoundCloud, it's on Faith FM. Which isn't, which isn't a podcast platform. That's but, right. But yeah, because yeah, you're right. It's, it is also on radio. So yeah, it's on Faith FM. If you're, if you're listening on Faith FM, hey, how you doing? So yeah, that's what, 100 plus radio stations all around Australia listening on Faith FM. Someone even told me they heard it on another Christian radio station the other day, but I, I went to uh, check the schedule and I couldn't find us there. So I don't know if they're mixed up or if you know other people are playing it, but hey, wh- wherever you're hearing it from, G'day. So what, what message do you want to give to, to our listeners, you know, well, regardless of what platform they're listening on? I was talking to a lady in South Australia a few weeks ago who, who came up to me and was like, yeah, I listen to your cast. Sorry, I listen to your show on Faith FM. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I hear your voice on there as, as well as Kent Kingston, obviously. Mm-hmm. And that got me thinking was, wow, we have so many different locations where, where our show is played. How about we find out our audience's thoughts? Let us know on social media. So jump on our Facebook page. We'll have a post up. Jump on and comment where you're listening from, what platform you're listening from. Just a little bit of an interesting, you know, wh- where do you, what's your usual tune in location kind of okay. thing. Okay. All right. So look, uh, some of the people listening today may not have been on our Facebook uh, page before. So it's just pretty much a matter of what cracking open Facebook and what searching for signs of the times magazine yeah that's right it's signs of the times magazine australia and new zealand yeah so like us while you're there yeah that's right so so you're going to put a post up on our page daniel saying hey where are you you know have you listened to our podcast um where do you listen to it from you know what's your platform and you're you're looking for that that sort of information and and also it's good to know just to hear from people you know what what do you like what would you like to see any improvements you'd like us to make if you're into podcasts you've got Hours of podcast fun waiting for you there at um, start at our website, signsofthetimes.org.au. Click the podcast link there and yes, a whole new world will open to you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So look, back to um, the print only aspects of the magazine. One thing that we introduced when we redesigned the magazine last year was sort of a little news snippet section that we call... What in the world? So anyway, what in the world? Um, what in the world is our news snippets uh, column uh, exclusive to the print magazine? So uh, in May, uh, Daniel, what are some of the features here that you that you reckon are going to catch people's attention? So pretty much with this section, we try and find those obscure news stories that are just like quite ironic, semi-puzzling, like what that make you just like have this question mark appear above your head like, huh? What what in the world? That's interesting that you see it that way because I guess I see it as a as a means to just let people know, hey, what what are the trends that are going out there in in the world and what you know, what is going on? It's I'm not really interested in sort of quirky weird stuff uh, unless it has a particular, uh, unless it teaches us something about the direction that the world is going. You know, I think when you have a magazine called Signs of the Times and you're looking at news, you need to look at, well, how are these stories a sign of the times? You know, how do they point to the, the, the direction the, the world is going? That's right. So almost every single day I get an email from Kent who's always scouring the, the news sites with, like, with the subject being capital W-I-T-W question mark. <laughs> yep. What Kent, in the world? Is, Kent, is, is this good for what in the world? Yeah. Kent, Kent finds these cool stories. I also jump onto Reddit and 
there's a lot of stuff that you probably won't hear in the mainstream news that's on Reddit mm-hmm. that people pick up on. So some of the stories for, that I find on there also end up in What in the World. So not surprisingly, Daniel, in May's um, What in the World, you've headed it with a story from your beloved South Australia. It's your beloved as well, man. Well, yeah, I, I have I did live in South Australia longer than I lived anywhere else ever. That that is true. So I, I yeah I met my wife there, had my kids there. It, it is a special place. But apparently, the, in South Australia, a local council there is is hosting how-to-adult classes. So this this is a strange millennial thing where they use a noun like adult and they it becomes a verb, how-to-adult. Yeah, that's so right. So first of all, they need grammar lessons, obviously, if they're going <laughs> to... If they're going to adult. But that, that's fascinating, isn't it? You know, covering budgeting, taxes, dealing with Centrelink and Medicare and all this sort of stuff. I mean, that's true. I mean, how are you finding that, Daniel? Like now that you've moved out of home, you've moved over here to Sydney, you're sort of being your own man, you know, man of the house, filling out your own forms, doing your own laundry. How, how are you coping with um, with how to adult? Well, it wasn't. it's not too bad. I just included this because I thought it was really interesting. I, I have heard this sort of sentiment before that, oh, young people don't know how to do stuff. You know, we're, we're sort of being babied in our lives by, mm-hmm. by our parents and whatever. So Pampered uh, millennials. That's right. Yeah, that seems to be like this sort of w- millennials these days are sort of spoilt mm. as well. Actually, are you millennial or are you Gen Z? Millennial. I think I am a millennial. I am in okay. that age bracket. Yeah. 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 Pro- probably tail end, though. I imagine you, you. You might depend which definition you look at. Yeah. Gen Z. Are, yeah, I think. Yeah. I'm Gen Y. If anything. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So obviously, South Australia is holding these sorts of classes to to go through the the basic sort of how to adult stuff because you don't realize how honest people can be until you go on Facebook and all these people that are my age are sharing memes and whatever about how much they don't have their lives together. <laughs> it's like, it's, yep. we're so honest about it these days, like adult living an adult life is scary. Mm, oh yeah, yeah. Oh look, my wife and I, what, in our mid forties, we still look at each other from time to t- time and say, I'm sick of playing grown ups. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> you I, know, I, I remember when I was a kid and I used to watch my mum do all this, like she'd have like a whole stack of paperwork on the table and she'd be going through taxes and stuff. And it honestly freak me out. Like how am I, that's going to be me one day. I'm just going to be going yeah. through all these like tax, tax documents and whatever. But yep. then again, it's, it's not really like that anymore. Like tax is actually quite easy nowadays because it's online and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like last year when I submitted my tax, it was like super fast and I was stressing out before I did it. But then like once I did it, I was like, Hmm, that was easy. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. It's not too bad once you get it set up and it is all in line, you know, online these days. So that, that does kind of help. Now you, you, this is one of your sort of quirky stories that you picked up that it does certainly speak to a trend that has been happening for quite a while. Um, I, I know we have some listeners in, uh, in the land of Aotearoa, New Zealand, but apparently IKEA has had a little trouble remembering that you exist there because uh, apparently they brought out a map uh, recently. They had this beautiful, big, framed world map and it didn't have New Zealand on it. That's just, right. Just left out. No, sorry, too small. Think, uh, that's that's a bit rough. I mean, I think this often happens to, to Tasmania. You know, when you have maps of Australia, there's no Tasmania, but all of New Zealand, come on. That's, yeah, that's, that's right. A, that's a bit rough. I think a lot of New Zealanders will feel that they, they get left out quite often. And I say that with a lot of New Zealand friends. Sometimes... Australia is viewed as that sort of big brother that's always remembered, but then mm-hmm. nobody nobody remembers New Zealand over there. Yeah. So it sort of alludes to a larger sort of 
attitude that people have towards New Zealand, I think. Uh, well, look, I think New Zealand is, is Australia's best kept secret. That's right. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. Okay. So if you uh, no, you're offended by that comment, please <laughs> jump onto our Facebook page and let Kent and know. And complain. <laughs> no, no. Look, I spent some years growing up in New Zealand. I, I love it. And if I had the opportunity to go and, you know, live and work there or, or even like, just visit, I'd, I'd love it. Yeah. I'd be happy to do that. Now, you, on, on a more serious note, you also brought up this sort of crazy story that I had no idea about. You know, we're having all these conversations these days about, you know, what is appropriate to be to put on social media. You know, Facebook is being, you know, criticized for the sorts of things they allow for not not vetting it appropriately. I mean, the whole, that horrific sort of scene we had of the, the Christchurch shooters streaming, you know, for 17 minutes online while, while he gunned down people in a mosque. I mean, that's horrific. So this, ha- this, this sort of thing has put pressure on social media companies to get their act together and, and not give a platform to, you know, to these sort of things. So apparently like, you got a story here that says it's actually not such a great job to be a, a, a moderator for, for Facebook. What's, what's the go there? That's right. Well, there, there's a similar story where I saw in the news once this superintendent chief on television was talking about how they'd, they'd arrested a man who had child pornography in his computer and, you know, her officers had to go through all of that material, obviously, because mm. to be able to lay charges against him. So someone, you know, it's not like they just take it and lock it away. All this violent sort of inappropriate, highly inappropriate material, someone has to go through it. And then it takes a toll on that person as well. So yeah. when, when this lady was doing a press conference, she was, you know, thanking the members of her team for obviously the trauma that they were going through, having to go through all of this. And it's sort of whilst that it is that way in the police that they have to be faced by really confronting things. But what about the internet as well? Because the internet is a cesspool for Mm. these sort of, you know, things that would damage you psychologically by viewing oh, that's them. that's right. I mean, the, the other day I heard it, you know, the internet is defined as, well, there's Wikipedia and then there's porn. Yeah. And that's it. Um, I mean, that's an oversimplification, but um, that does seem to be the perception, you know, f- from some people. But apparently this, there's a company called Cognizant that Facebook contracts to do their moderating, to like go through stuff to, you know, make sure it's okay or not okay. But w- what's the go with those, um, those employees? Like what, what's the effect for them? Yeah, it's, it sounds like they don't have a lot of a, a support system. So they apparently there's sex, drugs, black humor, all those sorts of coping mechanisms that they're using mm-hmm. on the job because, you know, they can't handle the sort of stuff that they have to deal with. Mm-hmm. They're apparently also underpaid and overworked. So these employees are very stressed out. You got to feel for them, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel stressed out just by what I see on Facebook, but then to ha- see a darker side to that as well is you know, I can kind of even imagine yeah, that really. Yeah. Well, Daniel, look, I can see we could, we could spend our whole time just looking at those <laughs> short little news stories and what in the world, but um, our time is running away. I, I, you know, I really wanted to get to some other stuff as well. So let's look at a, another column uh, that we have in Signs of the Times regularly. It's called Go Healthy for Good. That's right. It's, uh, it's been uh, called that for a long time. It's, uh, we have... A lady, she's a doctor actually, an obstetrician-gynecologist by the name of Nerida McKibben from New Zealand. If you're listening, shout out to you, Nerida. And she, um, I guess, does a similar thing in terms of you know, like news snippets, but she has a particular health focus. So, And actually, now that she's uh, living in New Zealand herself, um, she was in the States for a while, but she's returned to her, her home country. Yeah, she's got a number of interesting New Zealand stories. I, the one I really like, apparently in... Uh, 
in New Zealand, there's this new program where they get men, uh, unfit middle-aged men, uh, and they involve them in sort of, I guess they sort of connect them with professional rugby clubs so that, you know, I guess, well, you have to step up, you know, when you're connected with an actual professional um, rugby club and they take them through a 12-week healthy lifestyle program. And apparently this, you know, gives great results in terms of, you know, healthy body weight, heart rate, blood pressure, cardio fitness, lifestyle behaviours. So, yeah, it's they, they've trialled it in New Zealand and they reckon, yeah, we, we've seen it work in Scotland for sure. We've tried, trialled it in New Zealand. It's looking good. Let's keep going. What, what do you reckon, Daniel? You think you'd sign up, you know? I mean, it's soccer's your game, isn't it? So maybe would you like to improve your health by signing up with a professional soccer team or something? The we always joke that that cardio is, you know, who, who cares about cardio? Like gym people generally <laughs> joke about staying away from it. But it's funny. We actually started a running club here at work where we're mm-hmm. helping one of our colleagues is going to be doing the Kokoda Trek soon. Ooh. So to help him prepare for that, we've been running around. We've got this bush track behind work. Mm-hmm. And last week, we didn't. I didn't do it this week because I forgot my gear. But last week we ran, I think it was a total of eight kilometers. And it's actually you got to respect people who are able to, mm. you know, put up with that. And then these guys are obviously doing a way more intense sort of program as well. So mm. good mm. on them. Yeah, yeah. And look, I mean, I, I noticed that Nerida's column, you know, she often, she really focuses on that lifestyle health, I guess, and, you know, how simple things that we can do to make ourselves healthier. And so there's stuff about diabetes here. There's stuff about obesity. There's stuff about veggies. Apparently, I, look, I didn't know this, but apparently if you have a higher than average intake of veggies and fruit and fruit juice, you actually are likely to have better brain function in later life. So, I mean, and that's not just some, you know, little study. This is from Harvard and this is 28,000 men being tracked for 25 years and, you know, their dietary intake is assessed during that interview. I mean, that's a heck of a study. So, you know, this isn't sort of Mickey Mouse stuff that Nerida, you know, mentions in here. This is actual real, you know, quality health research. And yeah, I I think it's great. It's just good to flip through there and give yourself a a little nudge in the right direction of, of better health. Yeah, that's right. Because we do have such a health focus in the mm. magazine, mm. we also include articles from Sanitarium quite often. Yes, yes. And they had a really interesting one, which I, I included because of my personal interest in the in mm-hmm. the area, which is called No Meat, No Problem, Plant Food Protein Secrets. Yes, now, okay. It well, obviously lists mm. there um, a bunch of different types of foods that will give you protein. T- talks about pistachios, soybeans, chia seeds, cereals, potatoes, and amaranth. I don't even know what amaranth is. It's, oh, here, I'm reading. Amaranth is the cousin to the on-trend quinoa. That's right. Okay, there you go. So it's an ancient pseudo grain. My mom <laughs> uses it in her muesli's and it's actually oh, really? it's pretty good. Yeah, it's like okay. this little, um, it's, I think it's puffed as well. But just alluding to a larger sort of topic here. Mm. Now, th- can, this one actually is on the website, isn't it? Whereas it is, yeah. the other columns aren't, this one actually d- does make it. So yeah, you can um, jump on the website, signsofthetimes.org.au, look under the health section, you'll see this article, no meat, no problem. You can check it out for yourself. Sorry, I, I interrupted, very rude. I, I was just going to ask a question of you f- mm. for our audience. What What's your diet, uh, Kent? Can you, can you just tell us about what your diet is and why you're on that diet? Okay, I'm a vegetarian, so that makes me sound healthy. So I'm, you can still eat eggs and and yeah 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 yeah, yeah. You, I'm 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 a ovo lacto veg lacto ovo vegetarian. So yeah, I I have dairy products. I have I do have eggs. I'm are there not, are there I, any dairy products that you stay away from, or do you sort of drink not, milk or? Not, 
look, I, I have soy milk with, with my breakfast rather than cow's milk. But yeah, look, there are some soy milks that are, um, are fortified with vitamin B12, which is a good thing if you're a vegetarian. So I do try to um, find the brands that, that do have that. I, if I see an egg, I will eat it because I know that I am a vegetarian and I do need to keep up my B12 and there are certain things that are in, you know, if I don't want to take supplements, which I don't really like popping pills, I'd rather sort of have my nutrients in my food. So I will eat um, eggs from from time to time. Uh, But look, my, my diet, sadly... Daniel, when it comes to protein versus carbohydrates, I, I fear that it actually may be weighted a little too much in the direction of carbohydrates. I, I do struggle with my weight. It probably has something to do with sitting around all the time, coming up with wonderful articles for Science of the Times magazine and get, getting home late at night, you know, this time of year after dark and not really wanting to do anything physical. But yeah, I have found in the past when I've tried to cut back on the carbohydrates a bit and emphasize the protein a little more, my weight has been healthier. But you, you've really gone gung-ho on protein lately, haven't you? I mean, because you're, you're trying to build some muscle and stuff. What is the amount of protein that you should be eating is, is a question that often arises on forums and mm-hmm. whatever. I think for a, a person who's just, you know, trying to get their regular daily protein intake, I think it's around 0.8 grams per kilogram of body weight that you have. That's how much protein you should be eating. So if you're... That's not much. That, that's what, yeah. slightly less than 1%. And it's actually, it's so it's, you can easily attain that eating, you know, plant-based foods and whatever. Hmm. The reason why I'm not a vegetarian is because I used to be vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Then we... Sort oh, of, I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah. We introduced meat into our household, but it was sort of like a once a week type of thing and oh, didn't yeah. eat it any more than that. Then I've had this sort of skin issue that has been persistent for quite a while. And I went to mm. a naturopath and sought out information about it. Turns out that I was intolerant to, to grains and dairies. Mm-hmm. And so I went grain and dairy free and I lost a lot of weight. I lost mm. 20 kilos. Did, did it clear, clear up your skin issue though? It's, it's helped, but it hasn't fully cleared it up. But anyway, so I also dropped a lot of weight. Like I literally, I went to church that I hadn't been to in a while and everyone started asking me if I'd been training and working out because I was I was just skinnier a lot faster mm, and mm. then it sort of became a problem because I was starting to become underweight. I was around mm. the 65 kilo mark for a person of my height. That's very... Yeah, heck, because you're what? You, you'd be over six foot, wouldn't you? That's right. Easily, yeah. So anyway, so I made it a mission of mine last year to sort of bulk up. Meat has been a part of that to help mm. with that. But I, I still try and be healthy about it. So I try to eat the, the lean meat, so like chicken breast and salmon and this sort of stuff mm-hmm. um, in order to help that. But also like a big part of that is also going to the gym as well. But I've been, mm. ha- I have been thinking about going plant-based, do it, being a bodybuilder and being plant-based. And there are a v- variety of options that aren't just mentioned in this article here. So mm-hmm. for example, I use, because I'm dairy-free, I can't have whey protein, which is what most people supplement. So I oh, yeah. use vegan proteins. So they're usually made out of pea protein. Obviously, meat has all the amino acids, whereas plant-based proteins will have some of them, but not all of them. So you have mm-hmm. to get a range of them. But one of the ones that I've really been thinking about is lentils. Lentils are actually really high in protein. So like oh, yeah. the lentils that I buy is 13 or 14 grams per serve. And I'll have like four serves of that in a meal. So that's like already high protein. And then you have like two eggs with that. And that's, you know, you, you're eating more protein than you would with a chicken mm, right mm. there. Spinach is high. But one of, the, one of the products that I've been buying recently, there's this company started by two ladies called Keep It Cleaner. Mm-hmm. And they make these protein bars and that I always buy at Coles in Australia. I'm not sure if they, they're sold in New Zealand. 
And they've also started selling these pastas recently, like these penders, and they are and, made. And, and these gluten free? Yeah, they're gluten free. They're vegan, oh. and they're made out of. There's three types right now. There's red lentil, there's chickpea, and there's green. Mm-hmm. I think there's. Um, not, not not that we're sponsored by this company. No, we're not. <laughs> or, or particularly but, recommending it, but look, it's it's interesting nevertheless. That's right, and. The thing is, it's made out of, you know, they're made out of that one flour from that one legume slash bean, mm-hmm. and they'll have like 25 grams per serve of protein, which is like really high. So there is, the point of the, I'm trying to make is there is ways to, to maintain your protein intake whilst being plant-based and vegan. Sure, sure. Obviously, I can't, because of my, my diet, I can't eat soy because according to my naturopath, it has a similar effect on the gut as, as wheat does if, you, oh, okay. if you're intolerant to wheat. So I tend to stay away from that. But, you know, a lot of, I know a lot of vegan bodybuilders eat a lot of, a lot of soy. Well, yes, yeah, so soy is a superhero, I think, when, when it comes to um, plant protein. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I see some interesting things about protein from time to time that some people say, look, you can have too much of it. It can actually be bad for you. And I think I saw a reference to a study. It might have been one of Nerida's columns that's coming up in a in a month or so where she said, uh, where, where the research said that it's actually meals that have whole like whole meal carbohydrates that are actually linked with longevity rather than a lot of protein. So that's kind of surprising. I mean, you know, we, the pendulum has really swung on this. You know, we've had the, the paleo diet, which is basically, you know, hardcore protein and pretty much no, carbohydrates at all but then that's been poo-pooed by a lot of people and and there's it seems like in some ways there's a the pendulum swinging back and we it's not so much about you know carbohydrates bad protein good now it's um well actually no we, we need to find the right balance between these you know essential uh, parts of of our diet is it is that your sense daniel I, w- I went to a soccer game on the weekend and one of the friends that came along he he's massively into bodybuilding now bodybuilders who do the muscle gain sort of diet correctly I've, I've sort of t- attempted to do this, but it hasn't worked out so much for me. But what they do is they, they're on cycles of bulking and cutting. Mm-hmm. And on the cycles of bulking, they, they essentially carb load. They eat so much, like it can be mm. junk food or whatever, just whatever they can to make themselves bigger. Um, obviously, they're going to the gym hardcore at this time. And then they go on to a, a, di- a diet of shredding, which is when they like start fasting, they start going low carb foods, mm-hmm. and then they shred off all of that sort of fat that they've had and they become right. lean. Okay, and, then, and that's about achieving muscle definition, isn't it? That's right. And in that process, yep. they will have achieved muscle. But that sort of diet is really extreme because you're essentially it putting your- It doesn't sound healthy. It really doesn't. Yeah, you put your body through two polar opposites at any given time. It's quite extreme. I don't know if I'd be able to pull it off. Like I've tried mm. to, I've been telling people that I'm bulking or whatever, but bulking really is putting on muscle as well as fat mm. and just mm. becoming chunkier all around. Oh, look, it's kind of hard. By the sound of it, I don't know if it's a good idea at all. It, it Like you say, it is extremes. It is like taking your body from one extreme to the other. I, I wonder what that would do in terms of, you know, your blood sugar, in terms of a, a whole lot of things. Because, yeah, yeah, our bodies are incredibly complex. And look, you know, if you're listening and thinking, oh, this is fan- fantastic, I want to know more about bodybuilding and blah, 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 well, keep reading Science Magazine because I think, is it next month, the June issue, Daniel, you've you've actually written an article about bodybuilding there, yeah? That's right. And that, but that, that article is more about the, the steroid side of it because I yeah, yeah. I go to a gym and obviously you hear stories about which guys come in and which are, which guys yep. are on the cycle. Yep, so yep. we'll be talking about that. Okay. All right. But look, I, I don't want to steal your thunder there. So yeah, you, you'll have to wait to read that article. It's it's worth uh, worth reading. Okay. Whoa. How did that happen? We're, we're out of time. I really wanted to talk 
talk about our um, the other column, which is uh, the cutting edge, which looks at uh, science and, um, and you know some of the research there, technology, that sort of stuff. That is fascinating, but you'll have to get the magazine to check it out, as, as we keep saying. Look, our website is really the, the place to go. It's sort of the hub to the whole Signs of the Times experience. Uh, you can read articles there. You know, please you know, read them, enjoy them, share them. You can read, you can listen to the podcast there. You know, hear this episode again, share it with your, with, with your friends. You can find out the answers to the crosswords. That is true. That's another thing that's exclusively in the magazine, the crossword and the Sudoku. So for some people, that's worth it just just for that, you know. I, I do get emails, people asking about the answers or whatever. So it shows that people actually do do it. And we have this office thing where when I put together the crossword or wherever, I hand out one to everyone. And mm-hmm. it's almost like that, that time of the month that everyone looks forward to just together <laughs> do the crossword. It's a highlight of the month. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can also subscribe to the magazine at our website, which is only 26 bucks for a, a whole year's worth of magazine. So that's 11 magazines. That's one every month except for January because we're having a holiday. <laughs> and um, you can also donate. Uh, one thing that we're looking at right now is to get Signs of the Times magazine into Newcastle Airport there. So look, if you're living in that region particularly, uh, but even if you're not, hey, we'd, we'd love you to donate to support uh, Signs of the Times um, to get out there. We have so many projects. You can sign up to our email there to stay in touch with, with what's going on. We're trying to build a community here. So thanks for listening today. Sorry we're out of time. It would have been great to get into some more stuff, but you're just going to have to keep listening. That's right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Today's episode was based on an article appearing in this month's Science of the Times magazine. A subscription is just $26 for 11 issues a year. To find out more, visit signsofthetimes.org.au. Signs of the Times has been published in Australia since 1886 and is proudly produced by Adventist Media. This is an Adventist Media podcast.